0: Welcome to Food News. I'm Juliette Littman. And I'm David Jacoby. Let's put 30 minutes on the clock.
1: 30 minutes. What a story to start the show.
0: Oh my God. It's probably the biggest, most important story in the
1: history of Food News. Okay. You know I like the heists. They're kind of like my corner. Yeah. I just want to say. Your corner's been stolen? I I need help with this one. (laughs) Because it is a web of lies and ties and digital spies. And... It, it all goes back to what the core of all the food heists are to me. Two which, words. What's that? Inside job. Mm. Please explain, Ms. Littman.
0: First of all, I just want to shout out Amelia Nirenberg, who wrote this Big piece. Big shout
1: to Amelia Nirenberg.
0: From the New York Times, which my mother sent to me at 520 a.m. Big
1: shout to Betty Jane.
0: And Amelia, we see you and we thank you for your tireless work.
1: You are seeing Amelia.
0: Amelia wrote a piece about a Kit Kat shipment that had an initial cost of $110,000. It was rare flavors coming from Japan Mm -hmm. that were going to be sold eventually retail at a candy store in New Jersey.
1: But they're also like it, it's a there's a mailing aspect to this. Yes. So you have subscribers and you get like a rare candy package monthly, I assume, something like that. So there is some sort of built in demand for this shipment. Yeah. So it's not just like a blind, like, hopefully I can get these things have off. You ever,
0: have you ever done a candy subscription or sent one to a friend? No. Awesome gift. Really? No joke. Like, seriously, it's a great, great gift where you there's a bunch of different ones where you can like it's like six months three months i once did this with my college roommates we sent one of them like a cookie subscription but a candy subscription is awesome you never know what you're gonna get great and so one week or one month subscribers are supposed to get these different kit kat flavors including matcha and some of the other ones we've had on this very show they are delicious and they are popular demand in japan and america so one hundred ten thousand dollars worth of Kit Kats that were mm-hmm. going to be resold for a value of two hundred fifty thousand dollars. Buys
1: them from Japanese crate.
0: Yes, and they were being they were trucked they were not trucked they were shipped would be over weird, yeah they were sailed over from <laughs> sailed Japan
1: on a boat a sailboat
0: to Long <laughs> Captain Beach, Jack Sparrow. California, and from there they were to go to two different shipping companies to truck the Kit Kats to yes, New Jersey in the
1: Inland Empire.
0: So, have you ever shipped a car? Uh, no. So I shipped my car a couple of years ago when you ship a car, it's like just, you show up to a corner, um, a car carrier truck arrives. Mm -hmm. You see your car loaded onto the truck and you hope for the best. Like hopefully you see it in (laughs) 10 days time. Luckily I did, but it is like the sketchiest business. And you do in like, it was like $1,200 to ship my car across the country, which is like a shit town. But I was like, I just have no choice here. Um, and, like, anything could happen to it. And it's kind of similar with trucking of foods, which we have been coming up against with all these different truck heists, yes. the food truck heists. Because what happened here is that after Japanese Crate, Japanese Crate acquisition brought the Kit Kats mm-hmm. to California, two other companies were then going to store the Kit Kats until they were picked up by another trucking company. Yes, there was a man, Shane Black, Shane Black, not the director. Um, you know the director, Shane Black? I don't. He's a film director. He was in charge of getting the Kit Kats from California to New Jersey.
1: And he's like a trucker dispatcher, essentially. Yeah. So he he works by himself, is a, a single owned company, a, an entrepreneur, business owner. But basically what he does is say, you need a trucker, call Shane Black. And then what he does with that is he basically posts on like the, the, the task rabbit of truckers, does is anyone want to take this from the Inland Empire in California to New Jersey?
0: So he was coordinating the trucking for this company called Boksu, which is the candy company. Yes, basically. they're the
1: original purchasers of the, the Kit Kats, the yes. one hundred ten thousand. Boksu. Was, this yes, is important.
0: Boksu. That was brought. That was they bought the hundred thousand dollars yes. worth of and and Kit Kats. And then they
1: reached out to Shane Black, say, "Hey, bring the bring my candy to New Jersey, cool and fresh."
0: Correct. He's as the time says, he runs a freight brokering company. So. <laughs> He then went to his resources. There's a wide network unseen of trucking professionals where you basically there's like a Craigslist and you're like looking for someone yeah. to truck this. Someone responds, then you do it. And again, much like me putting my car onto the truck, you just fucking hope for the best. Yep. Shane Black hoped for the best and all went wrong.
1: Well, it was someone who represented that they worked for a trucking company, but they used a Gmail account, which should have been red flag number one. But oftentimes that is what happens in the world. So, so he says, all right, go pick him up from New Jersey.
0: So when the when the shipments didn't get there, he reached out and uh tri- Tristan to Tristan with a Gmail account. And Tristan sent a very shocking email. It was
1: well, the first of all, he's like, oh, it it the truck broke down in western Pennsylvania. So we're gonna have to either fix the truck and then take it to New Jersey, or if we can't fix the truck, we're gonna return the shipment to California.
0: And that's what what Tristan claimed happened. And then Mr. But just the logic of that is
1: ridiculous.
0: Yeah, it makes no sense.
1: Instead of taking it 400 miles with a broken truck, I'm going to take it 2,400 <laughs> miles with a broken truck. <laughs>
0: what? So Tristan claimed that it returned to California and luckily was in a refrigerated um, cargo right, the place. Entire time. Yeah, it was refrigerated the whole time. And Shane was really worried about it melting. It turned out all of this was not true, and this yeah. was all a scam. And no,
1: ha- Tristan himself, like he was well, like, well, got- uh, let yeah, me yeah, say, yeah.
0: Uh, Tristan sent an email saying, "Quote, time for some coming clean. I'm actually a scammer, and the owner of HCH doesn't have anything to do with this.
1: HCH is the company he claimed he worked for." Saying I'm actually a, a scammer, scammer, and sending then later an
0: email saying I'm yes, a scammer. scammer,
1: and then later on in then back and <laughs> forth, he's like reminding a reminder again, I'm a scammer. Now it's it's important to mention that Mister Black hasn't paid Tristan yet. No, so it's like so Tristan is doing. He's just like
0: this doesn't make any sense. Yeah, he's just like
1: writing emails hoping for uh, like a Venmo request. The follow
0: up email you're referring to, I'd I'd like to read quote. We're trying to make money, sir. I told you, we're scammers. Really sorry. I didn't know your story, and hopefully the loads get to New Jersey. If I was trying to impersonate a scammer it was, like, like, using Google Translate... <sighs> This is the email I would
1: write. Chat GPT. Chat GBT, like, all right, I'm a scammer. I need to come I think chat
0: GPT would do a better job. Yes, you're
1: absolutely right. (laughs) This is a really again, I'm a scammer. I'm trying to make money from you illegally and manipulate you and take advantage of you. How many times do I have to say this? Mr. Black.
0: Okay. So at this point, Shane Black knows that he's been scammed by the I am a scammer, Tristan. Um, but he still thinks the Kit Kats are at, in the Inland Empire in Southern California at a place called Inland Inland Empire Cold Storage and another place called Anytime Cross Dock. Yeah. So he still thinks there's a way to get these Kit Kats. He so doesn't pay a storage fee because they've been there for weeks when they're supposed to be in he trucks.
1: And pays, he pays $2,000 out of pocket to get them released. And he also writes back to the person that hired him. I believe his name's Danny, who owns Boksu, and he's like, by the way, we're having some trouble with this.
0: Yes. Um, so <laughs> then he calls another transport company that he thinks has access to the Kit Kats.
1: Basically the same thing he did before with Tristan.
0: Yes. And this is the email that Mr. Black says, I've been writing you for days now. I called yesterday and you hung up and now your phone says it's out of service. Then he said and again, how do you make money on this? Three question marks. Are you going to sell Kit Kats on the corner? Three question marks. Which like, yeah, you could. You could. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah, 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 Stay outside of a high <laughs> school. You'll get rid of those things in, a, in like a six months.
0: So that was to the one in Ontario. The other one at Inland Cold Empire Storage, like still had it allegedly. Allegedly, <laughs> But then uh, he basically went, he, he went back to Inland Cold Empire Storage. And explained what was going on. And so that his contract with them was with a man named Harry. Ha- Harry was the one who was responsible for getting the Kit Kats. Yes. And then apparently it turned out there was no Harry. What a shock. Another, yeah. Another person wasn't a shock. Or another person can't believe it. He couldn't get the Kit Kats at all. So then he, he got the police involved.
1: They're like, we don't care. Basically, <laughs> that's kind of what the police said.
0: And what they were supposed to do at this point was he needed to prove ownership of the Kit Kats. Yes. But Boksu was like, we don't have anything. And Mr. Black was also like, I don't have anything.
1: Yes. So at that point, they're like, well, huh. And then the Boksu owner Mm -hmm. filed an insurance claim. Correct. Interesting twist. He's like, I'm out of $110,000 of product. Mr. Black said he would bring it to me. He didn't. He violated our contract. I'm a victim. Insurance, pay me money.
0: Correct. Hmm. Hmm. And in the meantime, Shane Black is out two grand for the storage fee. Yes. And he's been fired by
1: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Yes, he has. <laughs> and then there's a twist at the very end.
0: At the very end. I'm just going to read straight from Amelia Nirenberg. And possibly the strangest twist on the Kit Kat trail, Boksu announced in September that it had acquired Japan Crate, the original company that brought the Kit Kats from Japan That he bought the Kit Kats California. from. Yes. The Times discovered that the acquisition had actually been completed back in June. So Boksu, through a wholly owned subsidiary, had in effect overseen minutes. the loading of its own Kit Kats onto the original two fraudulent
1: trucks. Boksu bought their own Kit Kats. And then lost their own Kit Kats. Hired to, someone to ship them. They lost their own Kit Kats and then wanted insurance to make up for the loss.
0: And basically blamed it all on Shane Black, being like this guy fucked up. He got Shane Black is
1: just like some dude working (laughs) the phones trying to get some trucking stuff done.
0: It's really fucked up. It's really I feel bad for Shane Black. Although I, I feel like Shane Black also was like, you know what? I'm going to the fucking New York Times. And I'm yes, glad he
1: did. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. And it's also just a very 2023 food news heist. Oh my God. This Truck, is, I mean, there's Is there's this
0: fiction rated for us? Are we yes, in a simulation? I yeah, it's very surreal an, another right now. thing was
1: also like like trucks are disappearing left and right. Like this is, this is crazy. There's another story in the rundown where just like thirty-two thousand crates of twisted teas were just disappeared. And it says it's an inside job. Thirty-two thousand crates. Think about a crate of twisted tea and how heavy and big that is. Now think about thirty-two thousand of those. Insane. So food trucks.
0: I'm on the Boku website right now. Okay. Boku offers four BokSu, excuse me, offers four different snack box subscriptions. It's the cheapest if you do for the full year. Mm-hmm. What would you want to pay for a candy box subscription? like
1: twenty bucks a month. So we'll call it two hundred fifty dollars.
0: It's forty dollars a month. If you do a full
1: year. $500. It's a lot. It's a big gift. Like, if I'm going to your wedding, I'm probably not getting you a $500 gift, right? Yes. So it's going to be your birthday, which happens every year. I'm definitely not giving you a $500 gift.
0: Um, It also says free shipping from Japan. Oh, God. So I guess that's, like, technically true if the Kit Kats originate.
1: Or if the Kit Kats never existed. It (laughs) is free shipping. Yeah, if you buy them from yourself, it's free shipping.
0: (laughs) And it says free shipping, free worldwide shipping, 20 plus Japan exclusive snacks, new themed curation every month, support Japanese family businesses. I mean, the last part, I certainly can get behind. But there, I just now that I have this Times article, I've got a lot of questions about what's being advertised. It's here. also
1: it's, it's a it's a 2023 thing in the sense that everything's like digitally tracked. And, they, and if you're Shane Black and this guy named Tristan is like they're in uh, the truck broke down in Pennsylvania. You have no like evidence that it didn't happen you just listening to some guy named Tristan. And we're talking about two truckloads worth of Kit Kats.
0: The crazy thing is like trucking is just as primitive as it probably was like 30 years ago.
1: I mean, how could it be less primitive? <laughs> you put gas in the truck, drive it down the highway. Like, I just, you know, and they're not hover hoverboarding.
0: So we've, we've learned two things in doing Food News for approaching two years. Yes. One. Don't take a nap in your truck. Like, even yeah. if you're going to, don't do it in Philadelphia. D- okay, Philadelphia that's, that's one thing we've learned. <laughs> that's one thing we learned. Yep. Number two, if you get an email from someone saying, I'm a scammer.
1: Yes, believe them.
0: Believe them. Believe them. <laughs> believe them. <Yes. laughs> um, Shane Block. Shout out to you. Best of luck. I hope that you get those two Gs back somehow.
1: Uh, you, that's not going to happen.
0: <laughs> well, I feel like there'll be more updates on this story.
1: I look forward to them. Me too. You can always get them here on Food News. So now we have to rapid fire some stories.
0: <laughs> Next. Long story about Erewhon in long the cut. Long story. <laughs> it turns out that Erewhon is like not some new overpriced trendy store. It's been around a long time in uh, California.
1: In Boston. They in were like Boston. in a basement in Boston in like the 60s. It's also like, I mean, again, we don't have the 45- the to 75 minutes it would take for us to break down the whole story of Erewhon. But I thought Erewhon probably popped up in LA in like 2005, kind of riding the wave of like macrobiotic organic stuff. No, no, no. It started with some like culty hippies that like wrote and sold, they sold books about a diet and then sold out of the back door and sold the food out of the front door. And it was just like some 20 year olds selling grains out of a basement in Boston.
0: It's been around for 57 years.
1: Yeah. That's older than you. Also, one of the biggest takeaways, first of all, just for anyone listening to this who's a a normal civilian that doesn't like live in Los Angeles, Erewhon is like Whole Foods exponentially more earthy crunchy.
0: And also like way more expensive Yeah, and like way more like L.A. trend. It's sort of like if Cher Horowitz and Clueless had a grocery store chain, you would imagine it would be Erewhon.
1: I have no idea who that is, but it's like it, oh it's, it's like it's like a it's a Saturday live skit of yeah. an L.A. grocery store. That's, That's the best per- way yes. to explain what it is. Perfect. And the, the biggest takeaway from this article, I mean, I now read 9000 words about the history of this family and this business was, do you know what the name Marijuana is? What? is going to blow your mind. Nowhere. Nowhere backwards. I knew that. Yeah, I had no idea.
0: I knew that while living I in Los had Angeles. No idea. <laughs> yeah, I've always wondered. But it's not exactly though, because it's N O H W E R instead of N O W H E R E. Oh, I
1: didn't. I wasn't even smart enough to figure that part <laughs> out. Didn't even think about that.
0: <laughs> well, when I lived in LA, I thought about it. All right, next story. Mindy Kaling wants to be congratulated can for bringing a plane. Can, in can I
1: put a, a button on this, that? The other oh, story. Sure. Okay. the The son of the woman who was one of the main founders of Erewhon hurt his knee, was moved to Los Angeles because they didn't believe in Western medicine to have bone therapy. Hmm. And then he grew up. We had the whole story. Erewhon grows. They sell it, it. It goes bad. It goes good. The whole behind the scenes story of Erewhon, right? And that son who hurt his knee started his own wellness company. What is it? Peloton. Wow. Whoa.
0: This family is influential.
1: I need to be a part of this family. <laughs>
0: Can they adopt you?
1: I don't know. I'll marry <laughs> into it. Sorry, Joey.
0: All right, Next. Mindy Kaling wants us to congratulate her for bringing her own food on the plane.
1: That's a really, really biased way of presenting this story as, as an objective food journalist. You,
0: I want you to present it in your way. How would you describe this story if someone's asking you about it?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Mindy Kaling wants us to congratulate her for bringing her own salad on the plane. But honestly, like, you know what? I love Mindy Kaling and I'm excited. You this do? Is, this is, I do. This is kind of a dick move.
0: By Mindy Kaling or by me?
1: By Mindy Kaling. Oh,
0: I thought by me. And I was like, yeah, I don't like her.
1: Yeah, well, it's also like, look look at me. I brought my salad on I'm a so plane. so healthy. Because the, the food is just so like, oh, uh, it's so processed and it's not normal. So, and you know what? You know where I got this recipe from?
0: Jessica Biel when I
1: sat next, I sat next to her next 20 to her, years ago. I copied her and I'm going to tag her in this Instagram post and then she's going to respond. And now we're going to talk about it on food news. It, it, the salad doesn't even look good. And also, like part of the whole point of travel is like I can now eat unhealthy because this is in real life.
0: Also, there's so many foods from home that you could bring on a plane that's smarter than make a, salad. a sandwich. Your own Tupperware that's gonna like leak and, and spill. It's, and like one of the no. one of the main
1: concerns about travel is just space and packing and it's how spillage. much how much can I fit into this carry on to make sure I don't have to check it. And now she's got a gigantic Tupperware thing, and the salad takes up forty percent of the Tupperware thing.
0: It's so outrageous. And
1: let's not even discuss the dressing already being mixed in. A H- huge mistake. Just disastrous. It's, it's
0: in that in the sound. Salad- Do better, Mindy Kaling. We will not congratulate you. <laughs> wow.
1: Mindy Kaling <laughs> catching so many strays.
0: She really is. All right, next. DoorDash is warning people to tip otherwise you're going to get bad service so
1: if you click on no tip a pop-up comes up and says cool you don't have to tip but just know you know it might take a little longer and they go on to explain it in sort of like a legal way of being like listen these are all freelance employees and they can decide whether or not they're going to take an order i like it
0: i like it as well however i also think this is doordash like passing off responsibility for not like paying people more sure
1: but also tip
0: your delivery people and also do it in cash. That's one thing that I have questions ooh, about. Ooh.
1: Because I'm You tip, one- so you go... But what if you go DoorDash, no tip? You get it. Right. It takes longer to get there, but then you want to tip in cash to make sure that the carrier of your food so, gets the money directly. So
0: I'm worried that DoorDash is doing this for their own they benefit. They should put a
1: cash tip box. Yeah. And, and- then...
0: And then if you don't give cash, then you get negative. You get, yeah, yeah, you get like a strike on your account. That's what how it should go. Because I would rather give cash to my person. Also, I'm going to give you more if it's, if I'm going to hand you cash. Honestly, oh I'm not. Like, oh, I definitely am. Like for example, I had groceries delivered, and I only had a twenty. And the delivery guy was like, I was like, do you have change? Like, can I get ten back? And he was like, No, I don't have any. Like, just next time. And I was, he's, I was like, No, like how much change do you have? And he's like, I have eight. And I was like, Okay, I'll take eight. So he got twelve dollars, and I tried to give him ten. Like, I like d- when a delivery person comes to my door they're doing their job. I don't want to like not compensate that for them. And I would rather pay more than if I was just doing like 10% and you get like four or so
1: One of my problems, with this is the default setting is 20%. And I find that's a little high.
0: It is high. is. You're
1: already charging me like this fee on top of this. I always yeah. click down to 15% yeah. every single time. I think that's, but it's never like 15% is never like a dollar 50, but like you know seeing I mean? it
0: compiled in your tab yes. is like, way more upsetting than I'm like handing out $10 that I hadn't like had put in front of me and like a log of how much I'm spending right since now. Since
1: the since these people aren't smart enough to sponsor this podcast, I'm just going to say when I click on the actual food, I'm like, oh, $18 for a salad. Cool. Somehow that turns into $28. Yeah. I'm just like, how do we get from like a $13 salad to a $30 charge?
0: I, I don't know. It's it's really, I, I'm just, I'm just worried about DoorDash's motives here. I need to know
1: more. I'm just trying to extort them into sponsoring the pod. <laughs>
0: Well, they're definitely not going to because I'm calling them out.
1: <laughs> well, so. they, it's kind of like when the mob breaks your window. But guess what? You got window problems? I can make that go away, DoorDash. Ten
0: minutes. Whoops. Um, you want to share about the stolen tea from Memphis? Well, I, I teased it
1: earlier. I, I kind of yeah. boxed it in with everything else. It wasn't that much. The only thing I want to share is the um, very last uh, sentence of the article. There was 32,000 crates stolen in Memphis. Again, 32,000 crates. Here, I'll just read it to you because this is very important. The report goes on to say that he was loaded up on trailers at Blue City Brewery and East Rains Road. About 17, 18 trailers worth of drinks were shipped to Boston Beer Blues location on September 1st, the report says. And the last sentence was in the article, it's likely an inside job. Wow. Boom.
0: So you've been right this whole time.
1: Inside job. Wow. David Inside Job (laughs) Jacob.
0: Should we start calling you that? Yes. (laughs) All right. One final note. Did you watch Beckham on Netflix? I have not yet. Oh my God, you're fucking missing out. A huge part of it, not huge. but like a fo- a focal point for me is that David Beckham has like an outdoor um like kitchen den that he's a, that he cooks in and he's like Ooh. really into and he cleans it a lot. lives in l a no. this is in um his house in like the Cotswold in England. They live in London, primarily in Miami, where he's running into Miami. Right. Um it's a sixty thousand dollars tent that comes with like a stove and like a griddle and stuff.
1: I'm honestly, sounds like a good deal. (laughs) Just think about how much a house costs. You're trying to tell me I get like a kitchen and I get walls and a a roof? Yeah. Sounds like a good deal. Great point. I'm I'm going with that's a steal. (laughs)
0: All right. Let's get into today's taste test. I have been wanting to try these canned bubble teas for a long time. They're um,
1: canned boba teas. You've seen them. You've Everyone listening to this has seen them, thought about getting one, but never got one.
0: Yes. And today's We're the here. day. We're here. That's why you listen
1: to food news.
0: Today's the day. So one of my concerns is I was given small, normal-sized straws. No, I
1: think if you sip from the can.
0: Yeah, but I'm just saying that, like, how will I be sure that I'm going to get boba in my initial sip at the top? You're not. Well, that's a bummer. Okay. Um, I got three flavors for us to try.
1: I do want to say each can has um, 47 grams of sugar. So, yeah.
0: Cool. Well, I'm going to chug all three and see how I feel. <laughs> Just
1: see how it goes. <laughs> good, good. 47 got, grams of sugar is a lot of sugar.
0: We got three flavors. Matcha,
1: mm-hmm.
0: taro, and brown sugar. All right. I feel like brown sugar is really going to be too sweet. I'm going to start oh. with matcha.
1: Oh, I know brown sugar is going to be the best.
0: I think oh. matcha is going to be the best. I like taro, though. Jacoby's having brown sugar first. What do you think?
1: No bobo's bubbles. Got no bubbles. Tastes great. Mm. Didn't get the bubbles. I'm drinking from the can.
0: Yeah, me too. This is
1: not too sweet, milky. It tastes like it tastes like you know how when English people put a lot of milk in their tea. That's exactly what Which it tastes I like. like. I like that too. I'm up tea and the milk. I'm milk in the tea person. Uh, now Julia's trying to get a boba with the small straw. This is ridiculous.
0: I was trying to like lift it.
1: Yeah, this is like watching someone fish with a shoestring. I got in.
0: a tiny bit of one.
1: A tiny bit of one. It's like right. it's good. I'm gonna try taro.
0: I'm gonna try one more time to get. Uh, I'll do it with my last one. Then I'll do that again. I just want everyone to note with my straw, mm. I didn't have any backwash. <laughs> <laughs> what
1: are you trying to say about my sipping technique? I just
0: thought like you could be worried that using a straw. No, sipping is less likely to backwash. Straw is backwash city. Really? Oh yeah.
1: It's straw backwash though, not mouth backwash. That Brown was sugar good. is good. Brown sugar is really good. Taro is interesting.
0: I oh. love taro, and it's a flavor I enjoy.
1: Mm. Yeah, matcha, it, they taste just like what you think. They're very sweet, and I'm going to say that brown sugar is easily the best.
0: Oh, I like the taro one. I don't think I could have a, a lot of it. I'm going to try to get another boba.
1: Okay, good luck. Again, fishing with a shoelace. This is, this, is, <laughs> this is the look on her face. She's trying so hard. This is like a, a regular straw. Didn't it, work. Is, yeah,
0: It's actually work? smaller than a regular straw. It's like <laughs> it is, a particularly small yes, straw. It it's one notch up from a, a juice a, box. Ju- a
1: coffee stirrer? Yeah, <laughs> but like,
0: yes. Several notches down from, from like, your average, average straw. straw. Yeah,
1: yeah, good point. That, that is fair. That's very fair. It's a small straw.
0: <laughs> what a bummer. <sighs> All right. I guess it's a time for personal food news. Yeah. Should we do rapid fire again? Okay, go. Um, I didn't come prepared.
1: Neither did I, but I'm ready. <laughs> I'll start. Please do went to Benihana for the twins' birthday. Guess uh, what? It's just it just never disappoints.
0: Question: I saw this on your Instagram. Do you have to ask for the the fried rice and a heart, or is that just standard operation? Have you procedure? been to Benihana
1: ever in your life? I have. Have not, they ever not done the fried rice with the heart?
0: I've, I haven't been in. So they do long. it every single time. Okay. So. Yes.
1: And my kids are like. Are we? going Did <laughs> You're you yelling at me? I'm I know. Sorry. They're, they're be like, did you order the? They, my kid, that daughter goes, to me, "Did you order the onion with the train in the in the in the, in the volcano?" I'm like, "Yes, I ordered that." They do it every time. Oh, I don't cool. have to order it.
0: So what is it? Oh my god. I haven't been in a long time. I'm sorry. Sorry, we're food, not all going to Benihana.
1: Food news field trip. Benihana. <laughs> I'd love to go. I would love it too. That sounds awesome. Make it happy, producer Mike.
0: Um, yeah. Do you think that we could interview our person while we while we go?
1: Who our person? Like, you mean, are like our, our Uber driver. Oh, our server.
0: <laughs> okay, yeah. our, our Benihana. Uh,
1: our, yes, there, that's the thing is you get a <laughs> server and you also have a chef.
0: Yeah, it sounds odd the chef is who I was yes. wanting to talk to. The chef doesn't serve you?
1: No, it's different. Like the server like takes your order, it gets the drinks. And then like the chef is like talent.
0: Mm, okay. Yeah. Cool. Um I like just have no personal food news. I don't So think I you said do you wanna do
1: rapper fire? <laughs> And then I, I said yes. And then you're like, oh, I'm unprepared. And then I gave you like 45 seconds to fill. And then you're like, I got nothing. I'm having performance I, how anxiety. About I do rapid fire. Yeah, more, more news <laughs> yes. from you. Okay. At Betty Hanna. Okay. Follow up. Food news follow up. Okay. At the end. They give you too much food. One thing I've learned is they have like these combos. Like, I would like the lobster and the and the chicken. I'm gonna get the the scallops and the steak. And I always order from those. Me and my wife were like, that's too much. So we just ordered, I had the spicy shrimp, she had the spicy chicken, got some stuff for the kids, whatever. At the end, there's leftovers, there always is. So hey, like, we're like, hey, um, can we get this wrapped up? And the guy's like, Cool, great. I'll bring you some to-go boxes. Oh. Question for you, Juliet Lintman. Okay. Given the option, Yep. do you prefer this sort of accuracy? and uh, choose your own adventureness of compiling your own to-go box? Or do you want them just to take the plates from your table and come back with a bag?
0: I don't want to compile. I want, I want like individual dishes to stay individual. So I want them to do it, I think.
1: I want them to do it.
0: Why do you feel strongly about it?
1: It's sort of like, just don't make me do the work. Mm. Like I, When I do the work with the food when I'm at my house, I left my house. I'm paying an exorbitant amount of money for this. I don't want to do any work. I, don't, I just don't, I don't want to use my, I don't want to scrape off a plate. It you does know what I mean? feel
0: kind of like low like, end. It's like kitchen work. Yourself. Yeah. You're yeah. like, you're
1: scraping off a plate into a thing. You're kind of missing. It's kind of making a mess. And like some of like a noodles hanging over the side of the thing. Like, no, I don't want to do it. You do this. I pay you. You do the work.
0: I can't, decide. I, I can't recall if we've discussed this, but I don't really like leftovers. I almost never take them. I don't them. like
1: leftovers either. I
0: am, almost never take them.
1: No, but like, I have a wife who thinks she's going to eat the leftovers, so we have to take them and home and put them in the like fridge. In and the then the three fridge. days later, I'm like, okay, can I throw these away finally?
0: And then you feel even worse about it. You're just, it's just easier to get yeah. from your table and not think about your food waste.
1: Yes, but Benihana leftovers are particularly um, res- recessible. I
0: was about to say, also Chinese food yeah, in general is, is, is good yeah. leftovers. It's like the only leftovers I really like, but... Yes. I don't have any personal food news this week.
1: Yeah, I noticed. (laughs) Let's go to listener food news. (laughs) It's been a week without food. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Two minutes. Rapid fire. Hey, Juliet. Hey, Jacoby. Uh, I heard Jacoby's call for the non-traditional Thanksgiving ideas. Um, Hear me out. A sous vide turkey. What? My partner and I have been doing this for four years. Um, I don't even like turkey, but I think about this turkey all the time. It's always juicy. Um, it does take uh, a good amount of time and a pretty big tub. We use tub. a Coleman cooler, um, and the best part is it frees up oven space. You stew beat the turkey for several hours. You only need the oven for about 20 to 30 minutes at the end to crisp up the skin. It is the most delicious turkey I've ever had in my life, what? and I'll never go back. Um, love the show, and can't wait to hear other non-traditional Thanksgiving ideas. Thanks. Bye. What? She didn't say her name. Anonymous.
0: I'm, I'm just confused about the sous vide. Oh okay. my god!
1: I mean, I know that we are hosts of a, a very popular food podcast, but I'm not like fully, fully <laughs> sure <laughs> what sous vide is. Think you put something in a bag and boil it, right? It's
0: like a pressure cooking. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So you like boil turkey mm-hmm. and get it hot, and then you put it in the oven for twenty to thirty minutes.
0: But I'm confused because the Coleman cooler. How does that accommodate boiling water?
1: Oh, like a, she meant like like that you bring to the beach.
0: I think they do it in their home. We did our
1: own food news follow-up from her, so it cooks the water to a precise temperature, so it's not boiling. Right, right, okay. But it's but not even cooler. S- it's not cold. You bring to the beach. It's like a, a, a Coleman sort of pot. It's a it's a product that you 30 buy. Thirty seconds. That was awesome. We're really confused. We're looking at Mike, asking him questions. He just pushes <laughs> the button that says 30 seconds. But <laughs> We asked him three questions in succession. He's just like, bro, looking, you got 30 seconds. He also
0: was looking at us like we're really dumb. And while yes. I may have brain problems because I had no personal you cannot news. Heat,
1: you cannot heat a Coleman cooler. So it's obviously some, another Coleman product that's for heating. We need to look into this. And cooking. This. But here's another thing that's crazy. And I'm going to bring Mike into this. We're talking about what we should taste for the Thanksgiving episode, right? Mm-hmm. Before the show. Take everybody behind the scenes. Break the third wall. And he goes, Fourth oh, wall. Fourth wall. Good point. The third <laughs> wall's right there. And he goes, he goes, he goes, maybe he's like, I'll just prepare some turkey. And we're like, what do you mean prepare turkey? That's a lot of work, Mike. He goes, I'm we have a call later that you'll hear. I'll prepare turkey that way. So if there's anything about that call, one thing I do know is it's a lot of work. She never mentioned work. the amount of time it takes to cook this turkey. She said several hours. Several means seven to me. So Mike is not only has no idea how this is done or what equipment it requires, he's already volunteered to prepare a turkey in this manner.
0: He has to do it and he has to wear like a GoPro on his head to film the entire yes. thing. Yes. Um, I now have personal food news. Great. I feel really fucked up from the sugary drinks.
1: <laughs> I mean, I know you're lightweight.
0: I feel, I have like a headache and I'm like, what's going
1: we, on? I mean, I probably had, I had three very liberal sips. I was trying to get boba in each one. Same. And my tummy doesn't feel a hundred percent. Yeah.
0: I'm like, I think I need to lie down. <laughs> I think I need to throw up. On that note, thank you so much to our producer, Mike Wargon And our caller, Anonymous. We call back so we know who you are. And we'll be back next week.